my name is ritika kocha of delhi ki deva and today i'm going to be talking about a rather esoteric subject for most people my topic today is lakshmi and the sdg goals good morning so i'm going to talk about a rather esoteric subject today lakshmi and the sustainable development goals i know it sounds weird after all lakshmi is an ancient indian goddess and the sustainable development goals were made in 2015 and they're supposed to be achieved by 2030 and they're out there for the entire world to achieve but hear me out on this so lakshmi is also called shri sukta and as we know sukh in indian terms means peace harmony happiness uh shri is auspiciousness prosperity all these things and shri sukta in the earliest terms from where as the one of the earliest gods of india when the hymns were sung in praise of her they talked about food sovereignty authority so when we talk about kingdoms in the old days the kings were considered the embodiment of shri and they needed the quality of shri in order to rule the kings were actually supposed to marry shri and that was what made them able to be rulers as kings they then presided over kingdoms where the fields yielded rich harvests where the women gave birth to healthy children and where love and virtue reigned but as soon as you lost shri you not only lost your inner strength and joy you also lost the right to rule and the power of rulership itself which was lakshmi's gift and even today we recognize shri in the natural authority of a good teacher or leader or those who can draw us towards a cause or project by their innate qualities of enthusiasm and that that righteousness by which they are in part so now let's just look at what are the sustainable development goals now the sustainable development goals are a collection of 17 global goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all they're supposed to transform our world now the goals themselves are no poverty zero hunger good health and well-being quality education gender equality clean water and sanitation affordable and clean energy decent work and economic growth industry innovation and infrastructure reduced inequality sustainable cities and communities responsible com- consumption and production climate action life of below water life on land peace and justice and strong institutions and partnership to achieve these goals so where is india on these India in 2019 was 117th in the world and Kerala topped the list of the countries within India. In 2019 the maximum gains that we achieved were in goals 6 which were clean water and sanitation, 9 which was industry innovation infrastructure and 7 affordable and clean energy. The problem areas were nutrition and gender equality. On the hunger front India slipped 13 points down with the majority of the states in the country in the red as far as malnutrition was concerned and this is except Punjab northeast Kerala and Goa so every other state in the country slipped into the red as far as malnutrition was concerned except for four states in terms of ranking of poverty we fell from 54 points in 2018 to 50 points in 2019 
छत्तीसगढ़ कर्नाटक आसाम पंजाब हरियाणा महाराष्ट्र उड़ीसा गुजरात मणिपुर मध्य प्रदेश उत्तर प्रदेश अरुणाचल प्रदेश बिहार एंड झारखंड हैव बिकम पुअर इफ द इंडेक्सेस आर एनीथिंग टू गो बाय इंडिया आल्सो स्लिप्ड अ पॉइंट डाउन फ्रॉम 65 टू 64 एज फार एज इकोनॉमिक ग्रोथ वाज कंसर्न डेटा पॉइंट्स व्हिच वर कंसीडर्ड टू रीच दिस द एनुअल ग्रोथ रेट ऑफ नेट डोमेस्टिक प्रोडक्ट पर कैपिटा द ईज ऑफ डूइंग बिजनेस अनएम्प्लॉयमेंट रेट एंड लेबर फोर्स पार्टिसिपेशन So in all these, India actually fell lower in 2019. We also know 20, 2020 is going to be a bad year for India overall as well. But I'm going to return to Sri Lakshmi and her connection to sustainability. Sri Lakshmi is said to be Sri Sukta, and we all know Sukta or Suk is something that we all want at all times. There's actually a story of. Lakshmi and how she's connected to this famous story of the churning of the ocean that we all know in India long long ago when Indra was the king of the gods he was riding his celestial elephant through the glorious kingdom of the gods with his absolute arrogance that we all know Indra was famous for and as his procession moved he saw the sage Duravasa standing before him with matted hair and road dust covering him Sage Duravasa of course was known for his terrible temper and Indra should have realized it but when arrogance meets temper something's got to give Duravasa held a dusty garland and called out said Indra Indra I bring you a great blessing this garland appeared before me during med- meditation and an inner voice told me to offer it to you it contains the very essence of auspiciousness or shri and prosperity guard it well Indra being Indra leant down took the garland and without thinking dropped it around his elephant's neck duravasa stood there for a moment shocked at indra's carelessness and then uttered a curse just as you dishonored auspiciousness auspiciousness will abandon you the moment duravasa spoke every flower in indra's kingdom wilted every tree drooped the garland you see was the form of lakshmi herself or the goddess of abundance auspiciousness and all-round goodness when the king of the gods dropped the garland so carelessly lakshmi suddenly disappeared from the three worlds So it wasn't just that the crops stopped growing every form and expression of goodness dried up like an abandoned lake prayers and sacrifices stopped people stopped giving gifts they stopped offering food and charity or helping their neighbors people quarreled bitterly rulers forgot to consider their people and raised tax mercilessly even the sun and the moon dimmed and a dull cloud lay over the entire earth and that's how it goes when the power of auspiciousness leaves land that's when the gods in desperation went to vishnu and asked for his help to churn the ocean bring his wife back and bring auspiciousness back to the world with all his gifts now why do i connect lakshmi auspiciousness india so intently all the time well it's not just because india with its population of 1.4 billion one of the largest populations in the world we literally populating 1/8 of the world it's just about every ecosystem in the world ranging from the snow covered himalayan mountains to the tropical rainforests from the wet northeastern green forests to the dry northwestern deserts and the fertile river plains are all found in india india is one of the richest countries in terms of biodiversity and the associated traditional knowledge and it's also one of the oldest civilization that still exists today literally one of the oldest mesopotamia died out egyptian civilization died out the peruvian civilization chinese and the indian civilizations are practically the only ones which have lasted all this time so we have traditions and various ways of nature conservation which if we look at them and we bring them and mix them with science are a source of inspiration guidance for the future 
So we are one of the oldest civilizations in the world, as I said. But we have learned to live in harmony with nature over the years. We've learned on ways to bring nature into our lives. And this goes back some 10,000 years because the 10,000-year-old cave paintings in Bipetka in central India also depict birds, animals and human beings living in harmony. Equally, the seals from the Harappan civilization show Pashupati Nath or images of animals and men living together. So we have had a reverence, whether it's conscious and unconscious, for the worlds and the waters that we rely on for our daily survival. And that's how we have shaped and interpreted the world around us. And we brought this into our arts as well. So despite the fact that we've had many languages, we've also had oral traditions. And this includes paintings, sculpture, architecture, food, housing. And all these have been passed down through our generations. Even things like Vastu Shastra, customs, our beliefs, our folklores, our crafts, have been methods of passing down natural capital through the centuries. If we want to preserve the world, if we want to have Sukh as part of our life, bring Sri Sukhta back into our lives, we'll have to work with the environment and bring art and science together to celebrate and preserve the natural world while looking at science to help us carry it forward. I hope that's given us all something to think about for today. So thank you for being with me today. Goodbye. Who's that knocking at my door?